Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Best Bet Corner. I'm your host, Eric Agnon, alongside with me, Darren the Parlay Kid. This is a Sunbet production, everyone. Darren the Parlay Kid from Against All Odds podcast. Me and him make up two-thirds of the degenerate trifecta on the Against All, po- All, Against All Odds podcast with Cousin Sal on the Extra Points podcast network. Go to extrapoints.com. Check us out for... Uh, our free picks, our, our information, brother Bry, Darren's brother is also the other third of the member of the uh, members of the degenerate trifecta. So, Darren, thanks for being on. As always, you're the best. What's going on, pal? How are you? Thanks for having me, Harry. I'm doing very well. Uh, and looking forward just to um, just a weekend bonanza again uh, of sports, football. We got hockey going now. Uh, and be, you know, whatever it is. I mean, it's, it's just, it's in full force right now. And I think we got some great football games this weekend. Yeah, we had a great time. It was great last week, six games, three on Saturday, three on Sunday, plenty of, uh, plenty of, uh, picks we were giving out plenty of winners. We had, uh, here on, uh, you know, against all odds. Well, on against all odds, we go over the games here on best bet corner. like to do a little, um, Something different. We went on. We did player props. We did team props last week. Yeah, uh, we gave out a lot of information, a lot of good stuff, and we had a lot of winners too. Listen, Darren, you gave out, and which I totally loved. You gave out J.K. Dobbins to score a touchdown at the time when we did the show because uh, we've been doing him on Thursdays. Now we're doing it again on Thursday um, today. Um, Dobbins at the time was plus one twenty-five to score a touchdown. I think that seven straight games he scored a touchdown in. Um, yeah. In his rookie season, that was a great pick. You had Nick Chubb also to score a touchdown, a winner. Um, another great pick. Uh, Cleveland was amazing on, he, uh, Chubb on is, Sunday Chubb night. Chubb is another guy. Uh, him and Dobbins, I mean, every week they're scoring touchdowns now. It's just like it's it's shocking if they don't score a touchdown. So I, I would almost roll with those guys again this weekend to score. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 how do you? Not, how can you not? I mean, you have to. I mean, this the the, the uh, Ravens game could, could could potentially get into a shootout with the Bills, um, you know, and uh, and absolutely with the Browns and the Chiefs as well. As uh, as people know, if you're listening to Against All Odds, that was my uh, one of my best bets in my in my parlay for my uh, sharp tank pick, which was the over. Um, in the Cleveland Kansas City game, I love that over on Sunday. Um, also, going back to picks last week, I had Marquise Brown uh, for uh, the Ravens, who's uh, stepped it up um, in the playoffs last year. In in the win, um, in the loss when they lost to the Titans, he still had 140 yards that game. Uh, he had a big game on on, uh, on this past weekend, um, and his over under was a. Uh, it was like 46 and a half yards. He blew that out of the water. Uh, I like him again this week too. Um, and also Darren, something that we both agreed on, we both made money on was in that Ram Seattle game. You had Wilson over one and a half touchdown passes. He had two to Metcalf. Uh, I had loved, and you jumped on with me too, over 14 and a half for his longest rush and definitely over 22 and a half yards rushing for the game. Took a little while as he got mm. that, the, he got 22 yards right off the bat. We had to wait to the last four or five minutes of the game, but he got there by 20 and he, and he went well over that by 28. He wound up with 50 yards rushing. So that was nice in that game too, Darren. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, think we hit a lot this weekend. and I, I really think in this weekend, uh, last weekend, I should say we hit a lot. And this weekend, I think we're 
destined to hit uh, a bunch of winners again. Yeah, so look, with the first two games that are on Saturday, uh, it's Rams at Packers, six and a half, 45 and a half is the spread on the game. And then the night game, we've got Buffalo hosting Baltimore. Buffalo's two and a half, and the total is oh, yeah. 50. Uh, first, Darren, look, instead of going individually, just throw something out there for the Saturday games. What do you like prop wise out there? Well, you know, right now, Harry, uh, prop wise, let's just talk about, we'll go game one. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll throw you some stuff. We'll go game one, Green Bay pa- and versus the uh, Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really do like, and, and look, I just, and you mentioned this on the podcast the other night, uh, about the Rams. They're going into a very cold environment. It's going to be about 30 degrees. That's just w- without the wind chill mm-hmm. factor. You're probably talking about a game with the wind chill in the upper teens, um, you know, tw- low twenties, uh, golf. I'm telling you, I've heard, I've had a bad thumb before. I used to play quarterback. I mean, not yeah. at this, obviously nowhere near, I'm talking about at a high school level, but if you have a bad thumb, I, I was shocked the fact that Goff could even throw a ball last week. Right. But now to play in these temperatures with a thumb that could be a little, I just think he's going to really struggle. And I know right now is over under for passing yards is 219. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a low number. For for Stan, uh, but I think it's going to just go under that. I really wow. feel like he's really going to struggle to throw the ball in that weather, uh, and I think they're going to try to keep the ball on the ground anyway a lot with Acres, who's been running the ball pretty well. And I, I don't know if it's going to be successful or not, but I do like Goff under there in that game. Uh, and look, I also think, uh, conversely speaking, nobody can throw the ball in the cold weather like Aaron Rodgers. He's absolutely uh, phenomenal sure. with it. Um, you know, I would lean towards, though, uh, again, I, I'm normally a guy who likes to go over with props. I, I, I hate the unders, right? Because yeah. uh, sometimes with unders, like one play and your under is ruined, right? Especially with yardage. But I'm going to roll the dice here and say under on Devontae Adams uh, on FanDuel wow. is over under is six and a half catches. You know, Jalen Ramsey's going to be on him. I I think he might get five, maybe six, mm-hmm. but I think he goes under the six and a half as well. So what about okay. you for that? We got anything going on that game? I, you know what, Darren? That's interesting because, you know, on, on against all odds, I did give out the under 45 and a half in this game. And I think this might be a situation. You make great points there about golf and the weather and the injury. Um, uh, players, quarterbacks can play with certain injuries and still play well. But yeah, the thumb, like you, you would know, like you said, the thumb has to be one of those nagging injuries that just you can't get, you can't get a grip, you can't get a hang on it. Um, uh, and I think this is a situation where in this game, if the Packers do get a couple touchdowns and they extend the lead a bit to you know, thirteen points, seventeen points, and yeah, maybe it's because of Rodgers at the beginning, and he and he, and he hooks up with. Um, he hooks up with Adams or does something else with other receivers and they get that and they get that uh, they get that uh, little area of uh, comfortness in the game where the Rams, I mean, excuse me, the Packers will be wanting to look ahead towards next week. Maybe Rodgers doesn't have that monster game, especially yep. if 
they have that lead early. If they can somehow get that secure lead of 13, 14, like I said, 17 points, I think Aaron Jones comes into play a lot here, especially sure. because of the way the Green Bay defense has been playing lately. I, I made this stat, stat, I gave out the stat um, on against all odds where Green Bay's defense, I don't think, I mean, Rodgers gets all the accolades of everything, but the Green Bay defense has been phenomenal lately. They've only allowed one team to score over 16 points in the last five games. And if, and if, uh, and if golf can't get it going and they can't move the ball, and the Rams just can't get any points going, and, and, the, and the Packers have that secure lead, Aaron Jones is over-under on rushing yards of 68 and a half yards. I think this is a perfect spot if they have that lead where they just pound Jones, gets a first yeah. down, gets another first down, and he gets over 68 and a half yards, and the Packers go on to the NFC Championship game at home and healthy. Harry, I, I do like that reason because I could see uh, you, you, I think you're exactly right. I could see the Rams getting out to like a two score lead. And then I don't think this is a game where they're going to, they're going to want to, they don't uh, have I, to I can see them. They won't right. have to Darren, if that's I, the case, you're exactly right. I, I could definitely see them grinding this out. Then uh, Jones, uh, who's look, they've kept Jones fresh this year. He hasn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. He has not had to really, there are games where he's getting his 11, 12, 13 carries. This might be a game where you see him carry the ball 20 times, yeah. Harry, in this game. And he's always good to break one as well, even though the Rams do a good job against the run. I know exactly what you're saying here. Uh, they get a lead. I think you're going to see them uh, go to the run, kind of protect Rodgers, say, hey, keep you good uh, and ready for next week. Uh, I, I really like the reasoning behind that as well. So good, good, good point. Uh, yeah. I, I do like that. All right, well, let's move on to the next game on Saturday night. We're going Saturday night, Baltimore at Buffalo. I did check the weather for Buffalo late night. A little uh, snow, little snow. A little bit Saturday of snow night. maybe, but yep. still uh, mid-30s, which is just fine. Um, in this one, I like a few here. I know we mentioned Dobbins a little while ago. What I do oh, like, I, I mentioned Marquise Brown, who's been big in the playoffs in his two playoff games last week and last year. Uh, he, they moved him up. Like I said, he was 46 and a half last week for his over under against the Titans. Now he's at 58 and a half. I do like that. I don't love it, but I do like it again because of he does show up and, and then Lamar Jackson can have confidence in him. But the, the stat the, the, the one prop that I do love here, Darren, and we mentioned this also, um, I like Mark Andrews. Over yeah. 54 and a half receiving yards, minus 135, I see. Like well, the main reason is like we saw what we saw last week. Now, the Bills, look, they may win this game, and it's been a great story, and they won their playoff game first one since, what, 1995? That's all Absolutely. well and good, and they pulled it out. But tight ends were open from well, the beginning to end yes. for the Colts last week. Yes. I mean, that was amazing how, and, you know, Philip Rivers and, kept and going to tight ends. none of them ends. were as good as Andrews. None no, of them right. were as good and, as Andrews. And, and how many times was Jack Doyle? Jack Doyle was not a, there was nobody around him last week. I mean, he Absolutely. caught that touchdown pass for 30 yards. Nobody was there. In the middle of the yes. field, it was there. And nobody is better receiving the ball on the Ravens as he led in the receptions and yards and even missed a couple of games this year, Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson loves going to his tight ends. He loves using Andrews. 
Andrews had four catches last week. I gave him out, I think, at over four and a half. Knew, knew that he'd be close, but I think he gets yards here this week against Buffalo, especially from what we saw last week. I like over 54 and a half here for Mark Andrews against the Bills. Well, it's, I like it, Harry. Now, I, I, I've, I've jotted down uh, three things that I, I do like in this game. Um, and right now, uh, all on the Ravens side, even though I have picked the Bills, but the props I like uh, uh, kind of on the Ravens side. And it's funny that you mention it because I have Andrews over four and a half receptions at minus 134 on FanDuel uh, as well. So uh, I think mm. that ties into the yards. If he, if he gets his five receptions, he's probably getting going over on the yards too. So I like that. Uh, I don't have to touch any more on that. Uh, I do like uh, Lamar Jackson, longest rush over mm-hmm. 18 and a half yards. Okay. Um, uh, look, he, I think the bills are going to be determined to bottle him up, but I think Jackson's knows he's going to have to use his legs uh, to, to win this game. So I, I'm just betting on the fact that one time during this game, he busts one of his runs and you know, we've seen him bust 40, 50 yard runs. I need him to bust a 20 yard run here well, to go over here. And I think that eventually happens. I think that's, look, that's once what he, he gets la- into the that's open what he did field, last week, right. It was, he was bottled up, bottled up he and all was. of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. You know? So I like that over 18 and a half at minus one Oh eight. Uh, I think that's a pretty solid value there. And then, of course, I'm going to go with old reliable because I still see a plus sign in front of uh, J.K. Dobbins. He's plus Boy. 110 anytime touchdown score. Um, he's seven or eight games in a row now with a touchdown. Yeah, I, I have to say, uh, I, let's. Uh, why wouldn't Keep you go with this? I mean, again? why wouldn't you because go with it? I the, mean, the it, Ravens it, are going to score points here in this game. They're going to score points. Yeah, and. Be, you know, because the wet the weather is not really made for throwing, it's not going to be terrible. But mm-hmm. they're going to pound it. They're going to get some time. He's gonna, I think they're inside the five or ten. Dobbins is getting the ball, and there are occasions where Dobbins is just walking in because I think they're so worried about Lamar pulling the ball and, and taking it himself that Dobbins is just walking into the end zone at this point. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I mean. Um, he and he's looked so good down the stretch. I mean, he had his best game of his career last week of the regular season there against Cincinnati. He had 160 yards. And again, you know, maybe it's a fluky thing if you score, if you're a rookie and you score two games in a row, maybe even three in a row. But we're talking seven times, I think seven times in a row. It's at least seven, at least seven in a row. Um, so I I I I love that, especially for a team that likes to run the ball. So mm-hmm. Uh, and and the last one in that game, and again, it's all reliable here. Uh, and it, it's uh, let me look at my notes here real quickly, Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the? I have one of the Bills. Oh yeah, Josh Allen. Uh, anytime touchdown plus one fifteen. Uh, he's another guy too. At any point, uh, he you know he look. I think uh, I I think he's going to try to match Lamar with the legs a little bit this week. You know he can run. He'll tuck it and. When they're inside the five or ten, he, uh, he's he's like look. They don't, you know, who, who when it, if you're inside the five here in this game, do you feel more comfortable letting Allen run the ball here or Singletary run the ball here? Right, right. Um, no, and Darren, uh, I, I listen, it, he he's been he is he's a tremendous athlete. He's a great runner. 
He's had he's had he's gotten many touchdowns in his first three years of his career rushing the ball. And last week, the first touchdown of the game, it was a it was a busted play where he exactly. was going to run the ball. He was trying to run the ball in, but there was nothing there. The Colts had stuffed him at the line when he thought he may be able to get to the outside, and he couldn't. So then, on a busted play, you know he finds uh, Dawson Knox open in the end zone because the whole Baltimore, oh, de- the whole, the whole, excuse me, the whole, um, the whole uh, Indianapolis defense had keyed out and thought, knew that it was going to be a run. And then last second, Josh Allen being as good as he is noticed that Knox was in the end zone. And he throws a little lob to him, but that was meant for him to run the ball. Yeah, a- a- exactly. And you know what, Harry, he's got nine rushing touchdowns this year. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think in this game, especially without Moss around the goal line, uh, I think he's more likely uh, to even run now. So yeah. I think at plus 125, very good value for Josh Allen, anytime touchdown. And I'm going to give one more, too, uh, that I did win. Uh, I didn't win last week because I did give uh, this guy out at plus 190 to score an anytime touchdown. But he was an integral part of the game, uh, integral part for the Bills offense. And that's a uh, rookie wide receiver, Gabriel Davis. Um, he had uh, four catches for uh, I believe 85 yards for the Bills at for three quarters of the game he was their leading receiver um yeah he had 85 yards and then and then Stefan Diggs turned it on in the fourth quarter but uh he had 85 yards and in this matchup Darren his over under is 26 and a half wow yeah so that's quite a drop off and he I, I, he made some nice wow. catches along the sideline yeah. he made some nice plays he had a nice season uh like we mentioned a fourth round pick out of central florida who had seven touchdowns in his rookie season so at 26 and a half again you just mentioned it darren you don't like giving out unders because at any given play anytime during the game even early that could, that bet could be by the wayside immediately and a guy like gabriel davis who spreads the defense he gets down the field he catches passes for 20 yards and, oh, and yeah, Allen has absolutely. confidence in him to throw it to him down there. 26 and a half. You can get that on with this guy. You can get that on one play. Exactly. I like those type of bets. Cause like you're saying, it's, it could just be one catch. You're over and you're like, I did it. That's it. I like it. I like it. So that's, that's what we got going on for Saturday during the day and, and at night. And then on Sunday, we got two great games too. First one, oh. We've got Cleveland at Kansas City. Uh, we're looking at uh, Cle- Cleveland being a 10-point dog. And the uh, total, I believe it opened at 56. Now it's up to 57. I mentioned earlier mm. that I love that over. Um, what do we like here in terms of props, D? Uh, well, uh, look, in these type of games, there's, uh, I got, there's, a, there's a lot of props to like in this game, right? A ton, a uh, ton. This is a ton. It's almost like too many, right? So I'll start on the Chiefs side. And I, this is my old reliable, Harry, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, especially now in the playoffs and sometimes with Mahomes, this, it sounds crazy, but it's over before the first half. And right. that is over two and a half touchdowns. When you can get Mahomes at minus 118 <laughs> at over two and a half touchdowns, you got to jump on that. Normally, this this is uh, those odds are not as good. You get minus one eighteen, almost even odds for him to throw over two and a half touchdown passes. I know he is not 
been phenomenal down the stretch. But they, the Chiefs now have had a week, extra week to get healthy. Basically, actually, really more than that. Uh, yeah. Their starters really didn't play. Uh, so they've almost had three weeks to get themselves healthy here, get themselves right. They got to feel fresh. Um, you, you know, I just love anytime I see Mahomes, because again, the weather's really not a factor for Mahomes throwing touchdown passes either. You know, right. he's going to throw them in any weather. It doesn't matter. So, and I've, I've bet this before, Harry, where he's got three by the end of the first half. Oh, I know. And, and, uh, and, and goes, I know. And, and if I don't bet it and that happens, I'm always kicking myself. Well, I was sure. so easy enough. And if, you know what, if he throws one or two, I still go, you know what? Still, I, it's still a good bet. I don't like kick myself over it. Sure. You know, well, because, so I do like Mahomes over two and a half at well, minus 118. I think that's really good value. I like. Um, well, Darren, look, let me let me ask you something then. Uh, with with that being said, um, yes, Mahomes is over under on passing yards is setting uh, sitting at three hundred and twenty yards. Now, uh, curious to know what what you like on this side because uh, you know what we saw out of the Browns last week was pretty amazing. Uh, they put the uh, the pedal to the metal. They didn't stop when they had that big lead. They kept throwing the ball. Uh, they kept pounding the ball down the Steelers' throats. Um, are we going to see the Browns? Are we going to see this Browns team do this again this week, try to continue that? Or is this going to be the Browns team that everyone expects to just fall well, flat on their face and they I tank and then and, the, and then Mahomes can't, doesn't have to go for well, over 320? kind of like the way you were saying about maybe Rodgers not having to go. This, this could be the issue for Mahomes, especially on the yards end of this, right? But mm -hmm. I'm banking on the Browns showing up here. We, yeah. The, the Chiefs have not been blowing teams out, Harry. We know oh, that. 0-7 the last seven against the spread. Against the spread. So I think this one is still going to play relatively close for most of the game. I could see the Chiefs maybe pulling away late, but where they have to play competitive football. The Browns, you know, this Browns team is, uh, they're rugged. You know, they are, they're physical. Um, you know, when Chubb and Kareem Hunt carry the ball, they're running with bad intentions, these guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, this team is different. And I, I think they're going to be, they're going to be a, a pain in the rear end for the Chiefs. I really I, believe I, that May, Mayfield's been solid. He's completed, uh, you know, big passes as of late. And, you know, we know the Chiefs defense isn't great. So I think uh, I think they, they can score here. I don't think they can score with the Chiefs, but I think this game is close enough where I think Mahomes is going over with the touchdowns and 320. Again, the one worry is, is that they're up 14 and going like in the fourth. And they shut it down, and and he's stuck at like two ninety somewhere with the well, yardage. Yeah, well, you here's know? the thing too, Darren. Last last year, if you remember, in the same divisional round game in Arrowhead, Kansas City gave uh, you know Houston a twenty four nothing lead to start the game. They came back, they put up fifty one points, eighty two points were scored in that game, and still you would think that Mahomes went wild wild in that game, and he wound up with three twenty one in that game. So even putting up fifty-one points, he went for three twenty, which is no, is is no, it, it isn't slacking in any way. But I'm just saying, you would think that he would have put up more after putting up fifty-one points and being down twenty-four nothing right off the bat last year. That's a great point. That I, I really, that's a great point that you're making. I totally agree. Uh, and another Mahomes bet I I like to roll with Harry, 
and I think you like this one too, is Mahomes' longest pass over 39 and a half yards at minus 102. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fun one because, you know, he's always slinging the ball deep. And every time it's up, you're like, hey, I might hit this bet right here. I might no, hit this. And, and no matter what, he tries that at least twice a game with Ty- Tyreek Hill. At least twice exactly. a game. Exactly. He tries and, it. And remember, he could throw a 15 yarder to Hill and it comes into a 40 yarder. Sure. So I, I like that at almost even odds. And the only the other one I like here in this game, and look, I could say Chubb minus 115 anytime touchdown. That would be. That would be easy, but I also I like Kareem Hunt plus one seventy anytime touchdown. Mm. People forget he's got thirteen touchdowns on the year, so yeah. at plus one seventy and I like and Darren, it. I like it. An ex chief and an ex chief. Great point. I almost neglected that he's going to run with even more bad intentions when he gets that ball this week. So. You know, it's funny, Darren. I, I, and against a, a lot of time, I made the point that uh, now with Cleveland putting up uh, 40, what they put up 48 last week. Uh, now, Kansas City and Cleveland combined have scored 30 plus points 18 times this season. I just think this is going to be just over, over, over on props all over the place. Well, I just mentioned, you know, Kareem Hunt being a um, ex chief. Uh, two years ago, uh, Mayfield went head to head against Mahomes. Uh, it was Mayfield's rookie season. Mahomes got the best of him in that game. 375 yards from Mahomes in that game. Nice. Um, which And they won by 16 in Cleveland, Kansas City did. And Kareem Hunt had three touchdowns in that game for the Chiefs. Wow. Okay. That's it. Very interesting. That's, but that's... you know, something that I, I know I was, I was a little bitter about because I didn't hit a parlay that I was telling you about last week when I had Kareem Hunt over 17 and a half receiving yards. Um, he had 13 and because the game got away from Pittsburgh so quick, they didn't Cleveland didn't have to use Kareem Hunt out of the backfield to catch passes that much anymore. So that was a, that was a tough one for me, but he he's sitting at 15 and a half receiving yards in this game. And again, he's going up against his former team. Um, and I think if the game is played out the way it should, Cleveland will use him on third downs when they need, when, when it's th- if it's third and 15 or third and 10, and he'll get a couple screen passes. So I really like over 15 and a half there. And what I really, the, the one that I like the most here, Darren is, um, Austin Hooper over three and a half receptions yeah. at minus a quarter. Uh, they went out and spent money in the off season. Hey, give, give Cleveland credit. They went out in the off season. They spent a lot of money. They got Conklin from Tennessee. They, they paid him 42 million to control a lot of that offensive line. They went out and got Austin Hooper, gave him 44 million, made him the most uh, highest paid tight end in the league. He had seven catches last week. Um, and a lot of them were when they had the lead against Pittsburgh, but also kept drives alive when Pittsburgh thought they were going to run the ball. They kept throwing it, and uh, and and um, Mayfield kept finding Hooper all over the field. So I think in a game like this that could be crazy scoring, tons of points, a safety blanket for Mayfield when it is third and six, third and seven, to get those eight yards, I think Austin Hooper at over three and a half is a lock. I, I like it, Harry. I, I um, geez, we're gonna have to. I mean, I'm you went out and spent him. the money. You went out and got this guy. You got you from Atlanta. You got to use him. This is the time. Absolutely. You went out and made the playoffs. You spent the money. You got in the playoffs. You won a game. Use this guy. 
I, I and I think they will. I, I I think that's a great point. Uh, the over three and a half. I mean, that's mm. that's pretty good right there. That's that's pretty darn good. I mean, mm. he's been a solid. I mean, look, Harry, last game against Pittsburgh the other day, eleven targets. He got targeted eleven uh, I mean, times. You know, uh, he's actually Harry. Looking at it, in his last four games, he's gone over three and a half in all four. Mm. Uh, in his last four, so. Uh, we're talking seven, four, seven, five in his last uh, four games, going in reverse order. So even um, even a, even a situation, Darren, Darren, even if they're in, even if the Browns are in trouble in, in some drives when it's third and fifteen, third and twenty, just to get back a few yards and letting this and then the sec, secondary of Kansas City is hanging back and not going to allow the big play, just to get in field position to get a little bit more yards for your sure, punter to sure. get to get a to get a seven eight yard uh, completion. You go to Hooper. Can certainly see that, Harris. Good call. And then we got the night game, the afternoon game on Sunday. Tampa Bay, a three-point dog against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Over-under, I believe, last time I checked, was 51 and a half. Brady versus Breeze. It's going to be fantastic, right, D? Uh, absolutely. And, Harry, I know you and I are on the same page with this. I... I've I've always you know I, I know there's so many Tom Brady haters out there. Um, I have such a great deal of respect for Brady. Uh, I am rooting for him. I only because I think he's the only guy who can go into Green Bay and give Aaron Rodgers a game. I don't think Breeze with his arm strength in a really cold environment in Green Bay could could defeat them. So. I, I'm looking, you know, I'm, I'm I'm really hoping Tampa wins this game. I think it's a much more intriguing matchup here uh, with, with maybe, again, assuming that um, that the Packers win. Uh, I, I just think the, the, the Bucks-Packers matchup to me is much more intriguing than the Saints-Packers matchup. So I'm rooting for Brady to keep it rolling. I said this last year um, at a certain point that when, when they had gotten uh, uh, knocked out, uh, and I, I said, you know, I for one w w was sad to see it. You know, I I, I want to see this guy uh, keep winning. He's 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 mm -hmm. the greatest of all time, and uh, the guy's all business when he steps on the field. So I, I got some problems Look, involving him too. So. Yeah, me listen, me too, Darren. Listen, I mean, since that Week Nine loss on Sunday night <clears throat> against the Saints, where the where the the Bucks got blown out at home by thirty five and only put up three points. Nobody has averaged more points per game during since then than the Tampa Bay Bucks at over 34 points a game. And they're number two during that time in offensive efficiency. I love what, I mean, you know what it is? Just, I just, I know, I know they, uh, the saints have beaten them twice, but I can't see Brady, Brady losing to a team three times. That. Yes. I, um, I've always said that it's it, tough to beat a team like that three times. And, and Breeze, Kamara, Thomas, they were decent against Chicago. But if they, if Chicago scores that touchdown at the beginning of the game, the dude doesn't yes. drop that pass. Maybe it's yes. a different game. Um, Bree, like again, Breeze, Kamara, Thomas were good. They weren't great. Uh, I think they're just going to have to, and right now with the way Tampa's offense, the way it's, it, it's just clicking right now. And I don't know if new Orleans can keep up with the point scoring. What Brady, can do and how many points you can put up on the board because it just Tampa is right now. It seems to me they're the better team. I agree with that. Uh, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to argue against the saints. Somehow. I, I don't know. There's something about the saints that 
You know, they're not. I, I don't like. They, I don't like if you have to rely on Kamara all the time because if you take if Thomas is so so, the rest of their wide receivers are so so too on the Saints. Well, I agree with that. It's it's a strange, it's strange with this team. Like, you know, you're like, oh, Brees can't throw his arms. He doesn't have the right. arm anymore. But then he still finds a way to get it done all, all, all the time. And I just, like you said, the greatest point here is is you know, can a team like the Saints beat a team like the Bucks? Uh, I, I don't. Maybe they just have their number. Maybe maybe the Saints know maybe because because they've they've not just have beaten Tampa. They've kind of dominated Tampa. You know, sure. uh, it's been weird this year, the way they've kind of dominated the games, but week, week one uh, was a little, week one was a little tough because you it, know, there was, it was, that's true. You know. uh, uh, the second one was a mismatch, but sometimes, you know what? Tampa might've said, Hey, let's, uh, you know, let's live to fight another day. We're packing sure. this one in. So we don't really know. So I'm looking forward to it, but well, something, I something, like, well, I was going to say, you know, last week, um, you know, when we did our halftime show uh, on uh, the uh, Tampa Washington, um, you saw I, I, I leaned with you on the Rob Gronkowski uh, going over yards. He still didn't. He didn't have a catch last week, which no, is it's okay, strange. Which is strange. But but out of the blue, Cameron Brait had his best game of the year. He had uh, yeah, you know, numerous catches. He had eighty yards. So I, I, uh, so I, I Brady is getting the this. ball to everybody. Yep. Um, this is a situation though, in something that I do like in terms of any time touchdown score, I do like Antonio Brown at plus two and a quarter. I see Darren plus two and a quarter Brown has scored four straight games. He's got five touchdowns in those four games. Brady is, is it took a little while for him and Brown to get on the same page. Um, but it's starting to click. Like I said, and I, I like it plus two twenty five. Antonio Brown to score an anytime touchdown. Really like that one. And again, I like Gronkowski too, to probably have a much more, uh, much more of an impact in this game when it means something. And maybe it just, they laid low a little bit, used Brait last week against Washington, make sure that Gronkowski is ready to go in the second week of the playoffs. And I think he's going to have a big game too. Gronkowski, I see at plus 260 to score any time touchdown. You imagine if Tampa goes right down the field, scores, and it's Gronk, how pumped they'll be? Well, oh, that would be great. And like you're saying, you, you, you're talking, so you're leading right into what I like. And just like with Mahomes, this is a Brett with Brady over two and a half touchdowns. I, I again, I always feel like he's going to throw you two, right? Like he's going to get you two. Mm -hmm. uh, when can he get me three? So I like this. I think it's a fun one because you know you got a shot. Uh, the only way you don't have a shot at this if he has zero going into the second half, which uh, that could always be a possibility. Brady over two and a half touchdowns is plus one sixty six right now. Wow, wow. And, and, you know, and he's thrown 22 in his last eight games. So he's averaging very close to the three, but over the two and a half. And you're getting plus 166. I know the Saints defend the pass pretty well, but Brady's at a different level when it comes to this. And I I do think, you know, uh, they that's their bread and butter. They throw the ball, right? They, mm -hmm. They'll run it with Fournette and Jones and, and, and do a little bit of that uh, for sure. but. You know, Brady, you know, he's a guy that could be on the three-yard line he's throwing the ball. You know, so I like him over two and a half at plus 166. And uh, again, the, I like to bet these with him and guys like him and Mahomes because there are too many times where I don't bet it. Mm -hmm. And I go, 
That was too easy. Why didn't I bet it then? I, I, you know, I, I do bet these two guys, I'd say, you know, with this prop quite often. I yeah. do bet, the, bet them quite often. Uh, so I like it a lot. Some, something that, uh, that, I, that, you know, I know we're going, it might seem like we're going with a lot of overs here. I think we are going with plenty of overs, but hey, they all may hit. But something that, uh, you know, something that, I, that I'm looking at here, Darren, too, is uh, maybe an under is Emmanuel Sanders. Um, he, his, his total is sitting at 44 and a half for receiving yards. Um, they went out and got him in, in, in free agency. Uh, yeah, he's, it's, it's under sitting at 44 and a half under minus one twelve. He hasn't panned out that well, uh, being on the, and I know he had COVID, uh, issues for a little bit, a little bit of a nagging injury, but boy, last week, Darren, only three targets, three yards against the bears. Um, you know, he had, uh, a nice game in the final game of the regular season uh, against Carolina. But, uh, you know, last year in the playoffs uh, for San Francisco, he wasn't uh, a factor at all uh, in the Super Bowl, in the, in the playoff games. Um, so Emmanuel Sanders is a guy that I think needs to step it up. And I just, I don't know if Brees just isn't looking his way. I think if there's an under out there to be played, uh, I, I think it might be him because, when it comes to passing the ball, he's going to be looking to Michael Thomas, obviously Kamara too out of the backfield. And when he's, if they're in trouble and if they're behind and need to establish drives to get some points on the board, I think a guy that he might look more than anyone else during that time, if they are behind is their tight end, Jared Cook. Harry, good call. Uh, I think you're kind of spot on with this. Uh, I, I like that. Yeah. And look, we, like I said, I think when we talk about this type of thing, we, a lot of times we like the overs uh, just because, especially when it comes to yardage and time, because it can happen. Well, I'll give you an under here that I like, Harry, mm -hmm. uh, and it's Godwin under five and a half touched uh, receptions at minus 128. So under five and a half at minus 128. Mm. Okay. Uh, it has been, he has not gone over this number in five games. Wow. That's something. Okay. He's been at two, four, five, 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 but has not gone over this in five straight. Uh, and a lot of this is really since Antonio Brown has joined the picture. I think Godwin is still a very important part of the offense, but I think Brady likes to spread it around. He likes to give Brown his sure. four or five. He likes to give Godwin his four or five. He likes to give Evans his four or five. He likes to give his running backs a few, and he likes to give. Uh, his tight end a few. And here's something I want to look up. I'm trying to look it up here now mm -hmm. because normally the yardage for re uh, reception yardage for, and I don't think it's here, uh, the reception yardage normally for Fournette is normally really low. It's sometimes yeah. like 13 and a half yards receiving, or I think I've seen it like 18 and a half. And lately, Fournette's been going like over. He's been catching these passes out mm -hmm. of the backfield and catching. Unfortunately, Harry, looking at FanDuel right now, they don't seem to have an over-under yardage, reception yardage for Fournette, which mm. is weird. This is weird again because for Tampa Bay, I, I you know, last Jones, week it was... Jones is still a question mark. I think that's maybe why Fournette's not on the board here. Because um, uh, they don't know what's happening with Jones, I guess. So 
Uh, I think keep an eye on that for later in the week once Jones's status is set. Is what is Fournette's over under um, reception yardage? Because Fournette sometimes not looked at as a back to catch a lot out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you know, like last week he had thirty nine yards. Couple weeks ago, he had thirty two oh, yards. And, and you know what's so, more that you know that's a great you know it's a good point there, Dan, because a lot of times on these plays. When Tampa, when Brady drops back, it's almost a set play that he's going to Fournette sometimes where he does a one and a half step drop back and he's already throwing it to Fournette to get, you know, hopefully either Fournette can break a tackle or it's, or it's just set up for five yard or for a five yard reception. But he's throwing to him just where it's a set play because he's throwing it immediately. It's not like he's looking downfield, waiting, waiting, and then he dumps it off to Fournette. He throws it to Fournette immediately sometimes. Exactly. And unfortunately, like I said, I don't see any prop. But keep an eye on that. If he's something like, you know, 16 and a half yards, um, you know, look for the Mm -hmm. over in that for Fournette. Well, look, D, we we checked this out last week. And on FanDuel, uh, they have it again right now. This is kind of fun. Um, highest scoring team for the divisional round. Um, highest scoring team. Um, I'll go through it right here. Just give me uh, what you think maybe might happen here. Who could be a sleeper? Uh, obviously, the Chiefs are the favorite at plus 240 to have the most points on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, Saints are second at 5-1. to one. Bills are at plus 550. Green Bay is also at 550. Baltimore, plus 750. The Bucks at plus 850. Browns at plus nine fifty in the Rams with uh with uh go, giving golf the the go ahead at sixteen to one. Whew. Oh man. Um I, I'll tell you what, D what just you know what catches my eye here is is of course it's the Chiefs and maybe Cleveland tanks and and the Chiefs just roll it up and it's the Chiefs that we uh that we've known for a couple of years now. But in a dome, Tom Brady 43 years old against Drew Brees uh, in the way that I mentioned Tampa's offense has just been clicking. I mean, I believe, uh, I mean, they've scored 31 points, I think four straight, five straight games. They've also, uh, you know, in two of those games, they put, they scored in the forties at plus eight fifty. Tampa Bay might just, if they have the game of games, they could easily put up four. They could put up 38, 41 points. If it's a shootout against uh, the saints in the dome. I, I I like it. Um, you know, I, I, I think this is, this is a, an interesting, I, I'm thinking the same thing here. Like I'm looking at these, the highest scoring team, right? So uh, to me, and I've, I mentioned this last week, uh, this week, a couple of days ago, actually on, on the, uh, against all odd podcasts on extra points. Um, w- let's look at who's playing indoors this week, right? Sure. Like, sure. Uh, and, and it's the Saints in Tampa. Who is more likely to score points, uh, the most points in that game? You know, if we're looking at the most points, uh, Tampa, I-, I could see them scoring 34 points plus this week. I could see it happening, right? Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, when they get rolling, they get rolling. So I, I like that. Um, uh, the Chiefs are the obvious pick here. Uh, but will they be a little rusty, Harry, after not really playing for th- some guys playing for three weeks? Will th- will this be like a three nothing game after the first quarter in that game? And you say to yourself, ah, man, shoot, this is this game's not going to be. So I, 
I like you. So I, I think the Bucks at plus eight fifty here to be the highest scoring team. I kind of like that. I I mean, Darren, look, I'm looking at weather right now and I'm looking at Green Bay on Saturday, 40% chance of snow, uh, 36 for a high, 25 for a low, 10 to to 15 mile an hour winds, a little windy, a little breezy. They play, they play early and the bills play late. uh, And I'm seeing 50% chance of snow in Buffalo, same temperatures. Um, on on Saturday, high of 35, low of 30. So factor that in also, you know, uh, and so, I mean, if you want to take Kansas city, obviously they played the early game on Sunday at plus two forty. but uh, look, the Browns, I don't recall what the Browns were last week. I want to say maybe they were 22 to one and they were the winner. Well, look, if, if that's the thing and you got to think about it, you know, if, the Browns beat the Chiefs. They're most likely putting up about 35 to 40 points, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think they have a shot, they might be worth uh, a sure. roll of the dice here, and, you know? And and then then lowest scoring, we'll go through that real quick. The Rams at plus 260 yeah. with Goff's injury. Um, look, you know, hey, the Rams still put up 30 last week. They did get a defensive touchdown. Uh, and they were, and Akers looked great. They were able to run the ball. Akers looked fantastic. So he, plus 260. He's really come on. Now, now the Browns are a plus four forty. Now, do you factor in the Browns tanking in this game and just playing a terrible game after getting their first playoff win in ages? Um, that's something to consider. Baltimore plus five fifty. Uh, I, I really don't like that. That for them to be the lowest scoring, even though they they didn't light it up and the, the Jackson did not have any passing touchdowns last week, put up only twenty points, but their defense held. The defense was actually tremendous, tremendous against Tannehill and uh, Derrick Henry. Um, Tampa lowest scoring plus five fifty. I can't see that because, like you mentioned, Saints are ten to one. Can't see that because they are playing in a dome. Uh, Bills seven fifty. Uh, the Chiefs obviously twenty twenty one to one to be the lowest scoring team in Green Bay. Uh, of course, you know with Aaron Rodgers plus seven fifty. So that's something where maybe. Maybe because it, let's let's say Green Bay was able to shut down the run. And earlier I said they haven't allowed a lot of points lately uh, in the last five games. Maybe the plus 260 is the play here for the Rams. Yeah, I think it is here um, just because of a colder weather, a, a hurt quarterback. Uh, I think you just got to I, I think that's the most sense uh, sensical play here. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, to To say so. Uh, you're still getting plus two sixty. I mean, it's not nearly as other values plus four forty, plus five fifty. Sure, sure. But uh, the Rams, quite frankly, uh, to me, the most likely team to go under here. Just it just if you're just saying like, let's use some common sense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if they don't get a defensive touchdown in this game or a special teams touchdown, um, I don't know if they're going over like seventeen points in this game. So. I yeah, think at plus I mean, at plus two sixty, I think you still can get that some that's decent value. It's not like these other values, but I think it's the 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 the, the most sensible play. Well, there we go. We gave out a lot, of, Darren. A lot of picks, a lot of overs, a lot of great info. Hopefully, we can cash in again like we did last week um, on these playoff games. I look. I sure hope so. I can't. Uh, you know, the anticipation for these games, it, it, I, I can't wait. Um, it's uh, just incredible. So, nah. uh, because again, like this year out of all years, there's nothing, I don't feel like any of these games are sure things. You know, we've had years mm-hmm. where you're like, Patriots are going to the Super Bowl, right? You just right. felt it. 
I I don't know if you could say that about any team right now, you know. So it, it's it makes it a lot of fun. It makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, and Darren, listen, we, we, it's going to be a lot of fun. These games have been great. Like I said last week, we had six new playoff system. I think it works. I think everyone enjoyed it. This week we got uh, uh, four games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Should be great again. We gave out a lot of information here. Hopefully we can cash. Now, look, before we get out of here, D, um, the NHL started last night. And um, I, I was on earlier um, today in uh, in uh, in Winnipeg. Uh, my buddy, uh, uh, the hustler who hosts that show, um, we were talking hockey here and we were discussing these uh, series uh, because it's what it is. It's almost like series with the way these hockey schedule yeah. is going to be this year. Like for example, your Islanders open tonight against the Rangers and they play back to back Thursday, Saturday at the Rangers. Sure. Then they well, play, for example, um, they have one game where they are home against Boston, and then they have a home and home against New Jersey, and then two in Washington, then two in Philly, then two in Buffalo, and it goes on from there. I, yeah, is that going to make? How is that going to play out? Well, when you're gambling on these teams at, in these games, what do you feel? And he yeah. he made a great point to me. He's like, okay, he's like, because because we talked about the Vancouver Edmonton game uh, last night. I had uh, mentioned to him that I yes. gave out um, over 45 and a half points for a uh, second year player, Quinn Hughes to have a, uh, you know, he mentioned it too, because he listened to against all odds and he heard that I had given that out. He's like, but what happens in these games when teams are playing, you know, again, last night, Vancouver won five, three. So now they're yeah. playing again. They're coming right back tonight. How are these teams going to play this in terms of how's it going to be in terms of betting for game two after game one? Well, this is a dream for me. See, I, I am I am already tonight uh, wagering. All right, so you have a, a, an NHL theory. Uh, this isn't, again, this is not a theory for me. Uh, this is not something, I, again, it's it's unproven because this is unprecedented. But right. I, my, I'm willing to say, I'm willing to bet uh, and I am betting tonight that in a greater percent of the games, when you see this back-to-back scenario, that the team that loses game one is going to win game two. I think you hold, you sit out of game one, you let it play out, and then you bet the loser in game two. Now, especially when it when the say the home team wins the first game. And they go back like the say the Islanders were to lose tonight, okay, to the Rangers. I would then wager on the Islanders to come back home on Saturday to beat the Rangers. Now this Edmonton thing is really strange because Edmonton is home back to back nights, right? Mm-hmm. So Edmonton was home last night. They're home tonight. Am I correct when I say that? Right? Mm-hmm. That they they were home last night. They they got a home back-to-back against the same team one night after. You're only going to probably see a change in goaltenders here from both teams. And I like now Edmonton at minus 120 tonight Mm -hmm. to say 
We're going to come back and get you, look. It's a natural well, thing. Is it going to be something? Is, is it going to be something for you, Darren? That you look in and you see actually. Okay, you see who won the first game, but also maybe who did and who didn't score because Connor McDavid didn't score last night. That, right. So, so I'm banking that tonight he rebounds. And look, this is exactly what I'm saying. So you got to look at that. It's a great point. It's natural for teams that after a win. They have a little bit of a letdown while the team that lost has a little bit of a, you know, they're, they're a little bit more angry mm-hmm. and, 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 and now in hockey that could be negated by just maybe a hot goaltender, right? Like sure. you, 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 you could dominate the first period out, shoot the team 15 to one, but be down one, nothing after one. So mm-hmm. you never know, but I'm going to test this out early right now to see if it's worth looking into is taking the team that loses the first of back-to-back games. Like I said, this Edmonton one is interesting tonight because it's literally like the Islanders play tonight and Saturday. They got a day off in between. Right. This one, there's there's no day off. There's no day off. And it's in the same arena. You know, you you, you lost on your home ice last night. You're going to lose twice in a row to Vancouver, Edmonton. Mm. Are you going to lose twice in a row? If you do, it doesn't say a lot about your team with all these superstars. So, sure. and and at minus one twenty, uh, and as I'm speaking, I'm, I might have geez, it might have jumped to one thirty. Holy moly! So, wow. but either way, at minus one thirty, I like it. So, uh, either way, but yeah, I mean, let's, I'm like, testing it out. I'm testing it out, and I, I got a lot on Edmonton tonight, and I normally don't okay. wager this much this early in the year. I like to feel teams out, but. I'm I'm on it. I'm seeing it. I'm rolling the dice. Okay, yeah. I mean, because like I said, me, uh, my buddy hustler Andrew Patterson, who I do uh, his show in, in Winnipeg, uh, he we we discussed this a bit too today about how this is going to play out for teams. Um, I did bet a couple uh, futures. I don't know what you did exactly, Darren. Maybe you want to throw it out there because a lot of the sites still you can bet on certain props and certain season long props for. Um, the NHL. What I did is I, I, t- I did take Vancouver. I liked what they did in the playoffs last year. Um, yeah. uh, I took them over 63 and a half points for the season. I also like uh, Winnipeg. Uh, I do like the Jets. I think uh, Brian, your brother Brian liked them a lot last year too. Um, I, I got them over 61 and a half points. Uh, I know Ky- uh, Kyle Connor and uh, uh, Mark Shifley, uh, two years in a row, almost 150 points combined. Uh, so I like what like Winnipeg did a lot last year too. And um, I know you can see, you can find maybe the Leafs uh, at 11 to one. I've been on them the past couple of years, kind of let me down a little bit, Darren, uh, especially with a yeah, three-headed we were monster. Both on them last year. Yeah. yeah you, of, keep, of, you keep waiting for this team to break through with all that at least that top line talent that they have. I mean, with Scottsdale, Arizona's own Austin Matthews, you got Mitch Marner and John Tavares. Uh, Tavares did have three points uh, in a five, four victory over against the Habs on uh, opening night on Wednesday night. But uh, I'm looking at 11 to one and I'm just thinking, is this the year for the Leafs? I mean, I don't, that's what I'm thinking. I'm on them again. Um, uh, Another, you know, I, I mean, Again, uh, a team to look out for in the East. Obviously, it's defending champs, um, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Braden Point is another guy who, at 62 and a half uh, points, I liked him. Uh, he had two points last night. It was really good to see Steven Stamkos uh, back at it. Uh, he had th- he had uh, three points last night. 
He had five shots. Uh, he tried his best to make it back in the playoffs last year. Really couldn't give it a go, but it was a motivation for the team and they got the championship. Um, so I think it, it, those are the two teams to look at mostly uh, out of the East. Uh, Darren, was there anything you played out there? Anything you might want to throw out there to somebody, uh, our listeners uh, who might like uh, to want to put a team on, on to win the Stanley Cup or whatever else that you like for future wise? Yeah, you know, um, well, some, something I do like in terms of let's 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 start with uh, we'll start with the Stanley Cup, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Avs got off to a bad start already last night. So, right against the Blues, which yeah, and, by and the McKinnon, way, and McKinnon, no points. Exactly, that's why I like the Avs tomorrow night to bounce back with a win, kind of like the way I like the Penguins to maybe beat the Flyers tomorrow night. So we're gonna see if mm-hmm. Edmund if Edmonton wins tonight. Because I think they're the only team that's playing uh, off a loss tonight. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I might be betting like crazy tomorrow <laughs> uh, on hockey. Um, if this if this proves to be correct for me, so uh, you know it's going to be an interesting interesting year. I you know again like you're saying with the Maple Leafs, but again last night the Maple Leafs are always playing in these high scoring games, Harry. I don't and sometimes know they got to come from behind. I don't know if that if that's good for the playoffs. I mean, you can only come back so much. I do. I do like the Flyers. Harry, I hate to say it as an Islander fan. Mm-hmm. I do like the Flyers at maybe thirteen to one. Carter Hart, uh, excellent young uh, goalie, and uh, they got a, a, a great coach over there as well. But I don't think you can sleep on the Islanders. I said this the other day. I know I'm not trying to be a homer here, but the Islanders are bringing a very similar team back. And here's the case for the Islanders. It's just a matter of making the playoffs. I think the hardest thing for them to do is, is finish in the top four in that division. I think if they do, they're really a team that can be built for the playoffs. They grind it out. They got, I think, the best coach in hockey and Barry Trotz. They have a, a, a new young goaltender who's the backup right now named Sorokin mm-hmm. uh, that could end up being the best goalie uh, within a year or two in the NHL. He's been phenomenal in the KHL. We've been waiting for him to come over here. Uh, the Islanders are a gritty team. They, Barzell, they Brock Nelson. Barzell for three years. Brock Nelson. Jordan um, Eberle's real good, too. Eberle's been, you know, fans, he drives fans crazy sometimes because he disappears. Anthony Beauvillier is a player on the rise for the Islanders. So, And they're just a gritty team. And here's the thing. They, didn't, they don't really have a lot of changes from last year's team, right? So... They're they're a team that's, you know, in this shortened season, uh, they like to grind it out, and I, they just find ways to win. The Islanders, that, and that's what I love about them. And at twenty eight to one, uh, I think they're good value uh, for the Stanley Cup. But it's an interesting thing here, Harry. If you look at Fanduel and mm-hmm. over under points, I think the Islanders over under points is like I, I'm, I think it's I saw like 60, 60, 63 and a half. And what's the Rangers? Mm, um, I, I could have sworn I saw like 59 and a half, right? Well, they finished a point, uh, 59 half and the, and the, and the Rangers finished one back of the Islanders last year. But, but how weird is this? The Rangers have better odds to win the Stanley cup than the Islanders. That's odd. Isn't that weird? And especially weird... considering the Ranger, the Rangers got destroyed by Carolina in the first round last year and the Islanders made it to the uh, Eastern conference finals. Exactly. Rangers are plus uh, 26 to one. Islanders are 28 to one. Yet the Islanders are favored 
uh, to have more points than the Rangers. I'm going to just double check that. Like I, I, I'm going to check DraftKings right now. To, I'm just curious to see what the. Uh, I'm going to see. Uh, want to see what they are too. There. Um. um yeah, the Rangers over under points on Fanduel fifty nine and a half at minus one fifteen. The Islanders mm. are sixty three and a half at minus one ten. Yet the Rangers have better Stanley Cup odds. Kind of, kind of interesting uh, when you look at it like that. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at DraftKings right now. Just went to there and Islanders and Rangers both on DraftKings are at thirty to one to win the cup. Yeah, I, I like that value, especially for the Islanders. That they've they they seem to be taking uh, a, a a bigger step every year under Trotz. Um, and is there anything I, I, out I, there? Is there anything out there, Darren, that you did future wise? Uh, like future wise, did you did, did uh, you throw anything out there yet? Or? Well, you know, here's the thing with the futures, right, Harry? We you know in football we always talk about going in the unders because of the injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, hockey, I don't think you have to go as on you know with all the unders as much. Um, I do like uh, I like to look up his player point total, but I think Jack Eichel on the uh, the Sabers is is a prime for a huge year. Uh, with I the think Sabres. I've seen 62 and a half on him. It's high. It's high. Yeah. But um, I, I think he approaches that. If he plays a full uh, full slate of games, I think Eichel's a, mm-hmm. a, a, a more than a point a game player, especially now playing with Taylor Hall up there uh, on that team. I, I like that. Uh, I think, you know, yeah, I'm, Norris, saying, I'm saying Eichel 61 and a half on DraftKings, Taylor like Hall that. 50 and a half. I, I, I like that. Um, uh, for you, as far as your Norris Trophy, uh, I know uh, you you know you're a big fan of Quinn Hughes. I mean, he could definitely find himself in there because of the amount of points he scores. Um, but geez, anytime you can get Victor Hedman at plus five fifty, yeah, uh, that guy is just. I think he. he I me, think he, he had might a couple the, of sets last night too. You know, he might be the best player in hockey. That guy, yeah. like overall player, like if, if you're starting a team, who are you starting with? I mean. Uh, he might be the guy you're starting with. He is that, that good. Uh, and top goaltender, Carter Hart at plus 900. I I, I do like that uh, as well. And, uh, you know, I gave out uh, Tim Stutzla for uh, Rookie of the Year, the Calder mm-hmm. uh, trophy. Yep. Uh, at He's now down to 14 to 1. I gave him out at 16 to 1 the other day. You know, Harry, it's amazing. You know, we give out lines and we're moving lines, Harry. It's amazing. <laughs> moving lines, you know? Steve. We're moving yeah. lines, baby. Um. And uh, uh, so, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, the Islanders backup goaltender Sorokin uh, is down to 16 to one now for mm. those. And he was like 28 or 30. He wasn't even actually on the board like two weeks ago, uh, a week ago for this Calder trophy. Now all of a sudden I'm seeing him. So I'm pumped. Hockey's back. I, I know. I know uh, you're pumped. I hope, uh, I hope your Islanders at least split with the Rangers with uh, so at least that you know you're not uh, heading into the playoffs for NFL that you're not down two o or down o two in hockey already. I hope they split for you. Buddy. I know, but that's how I think a lot of these teams feel. Like we can't be down two games in our own division when we're only playing divisional games. I, yeah, it's, you can't I mean, go zero and two. If there's ever been a, if there's ever been the uh, ever been a season for a sport, and they say every game counts, this is the season in the NHL in 2021 that that, that that phrase means more than anything. You're right. 
Great, great call. You're exactly right. Well, D, look, we gave out tons of stuff today. A lot of fun as always. Always catch me, you, Brother Bry, Cousin Sal on the Against All Odds podcast on the Extra Points Podcast Network, extrapoints.com. Check us out. We give out picks every single day. Even though, Darren, I've, uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping uh, that my pick goes today, considering my last two picks have been scratched because of COVID. Yeah, can we? Let's hope. Let's hope. And, can I, and by the way, we, we, you know, everyone out there that's listening, we give these picks out. We give out this information the night before, so it's ready to go in the morning for the East Coast people and everything like that. But I got, I got under, I got to try to figure this out, Darren. Like my pick today, just curious, is the um, Denver Nuggets and the Golden State Warriors game. And last night, when I looked it up and I did my research and reason why I like it, whatever. The over-under was 230. I wake up this morning. Why in the world is the over-under down to 225? Uh, uh, is there an injury? Is somebody not playing? I mean, I've been watching ESPN. I didn't see anybody. Now it's down well, five points. I, I guess that's better because normally what happens is if we give out something and we have people going, that line is way too low. There's no way you got that line. It's Which like, has I've happened. got that line. We're not making lines up. You know what I mean? Right. Like we're taking what we see that night before. Uh, we get our bets in uh, usually by midnight uh, East Coast time uh, for the day before. So sometimes things change and there's nothing we can do about it. And it, it's in. It's like it's like last week. Uh, uh, wait, this week on, on Sunday night, I put Devontae Smith over seven and a half catches. Uh, and, 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 and then by the next day he was eight and a half and yeah. it still didn't matter. He was, he was over by the first half. It was incredible. Sure. Yeah. So it's true. A lot of fun. So true. We're, we're having a lot of fun with this. Well, Dave, thanks again. As always, you can always end at the chalk talker, correct? On uh, Twitter. I'm at the chalk talker, Harry. And just going to be sitting home watching the games this weekend, right? All it's all Saturday, all Sunday, right? To my wife's dismay. That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> yes. Uh, God bless her. God bless her, Darren. Uh, all right. Well, listen, everybody. And uh, listen for me, uh, producer, Michael, Darren, the parlay kid. Uh, I am Harry Gagnon, your host. This, wishing you guys to have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. Have a lot of fun. Be safe. Uh, this is Sunbet production. This is the best bet corner. We'll be with you next week. Everybody enjoy. Take care. Peace. See ya.